thanks for joining us again. Maddie, Jared, bit of psycho gore man this week. Mm. Again, we, we spoke about it last week. Shutter's finally kind of got something right. For me, personally, got it right because I didn't buy the fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> like, not like some other idiot here. Well, I knew I was going to want it, so <laughs> okay. I just I couldn't wait. I you jumped. Could, you couldn't wait. I had a feeling it would, would turn up on Shutter, but I just, I needed it. I needed <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. All right, before we get to that, let's do a quick whip round. What have you been watching? Mine is very brief, so I'll go straight into it. We got on to Binge. Uh, managed to get Binge, so that's another streaming service added. I think that's now six. Yeah. Six. <laughs> that's 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 a small sore potatoes. Yeah, just keep it coming. <laughs> yeah. But what do you what do you get on when you know when you get Binge for the first time, what do you think you get on first? Oh, well, you know, you've got all the HBO content on there, so some real quality stuff, I'm assuming. Dr. Pibble Popper. <laughs> right. Dr. Pibble Popper. That <laughs> <laughs> was the first thing that was rolled out. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I still feel ill. <laughs> oh, oh. Is this a documentary? No, or it's, a... This, yeah, it's, it's a weekly show. Like some of the shit that you've watched, I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm joining you in the wheelhouse of kind of reality TV trash. But basically, she's a dermatologist, and she, all these people come in with fucking massive lumps on them. Or, oh my god, that sounds like my wife's heaven. She uh, yeah, she, she would love it. I'm sure. It's basically it's like people with cysts, cysts, and. Limp lipomas, they're called, under the skin. Any boils on the clacker? No, <laughs> we saw a, a lipoma on the clacker, though. Fucking hell. Shutter should have picked this show up. It sounds um, disgusting. And, yeah. look, I know it's not specifically horror-related, but it was pretty horrible. Right? <laughs> One bloke, he was... <laughs> he had a massive lump on his back of his neck. Mm. Like, I'm talking softball-sized yep. lump. He looked like the hunchback. And he's like, I've had it for 10 years. <laughs> Jesus. What the fuck? Oh, You've had it for 10 years? Oh, you know, I, I did know. It, it started off as very little. And then I think, once it starts impinging on your fucking ability to turn your head, to put a shirt yeah, that's when you know you're in strife, mate. <laughs> yeah, you get right. it off then. I've got sore knees and I sort of, I put it off. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've got an extra head on the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six months tops. You think, oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll push through. I'll give it a go. year. No. Nah. Yeah. And then I'm asking some questions. Yeah. Admittedly. Might just nip down to the GP and see what's happening. Admittedly, several of them have said they've been to doctors who basically told them, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then also, you're talking about America, so the the system's probably not great. The cost is probably not good. Should have gone to Dr. Pimple Popper first time. And let me tell you, (laughs) not to be a a prick, but a few of them had no teeth, so I'm going to assume that. You know, low socioeconomic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they probably were also thinking, well, I can't, I can't afford to get this off. Yeah, can't. Mm. Yeah. The, by the way, the guy who had something on the back of his neck, it was a lipoma. It was two, two pounds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So what was it? I'm not watching. Just really massive a lump of fat. Of fat. Oh, yep. there you go. I'm not watching. Yeah. I'm well, not going to watch it. I'm going to continue. I'm going to tell my wife about Season it. Two. I'm going to tell you guys about it next time. Tell your wife. Point. Tell your wife it's there. <laughs> Worth every penny. Um, I also watched Class Action Park, oh, the God. documentary about Action Park. Look, I don't know how I feel about it because I thought the first 45 minutes 
I was loving it. I was pissing my pants. Yeah, yeah. And also, I actually went on one of those rides, exactly the same, the one where they hold the bar and just drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you slide down, and people's pants were coming off and stuff. Yeah. I went on one exactly the same in Greece. Yep. Same fucking thing. You are actually airborne yep. for a few seconds. And so if, as soon as you let go, your initial thought is, oh, shit, I'm going to die. And then gravity puts you back onto the thing. But I liked it. I thought it was piss funny hearing all the stories about all these morons and these ridiculous rides that they were putting together and everything. Yeah. But then when they started bringing in the deaths. Yeah, it started to take they talked to the time. family of one of the people who died. And the documentary paid very little heed to that. Yeah. And basically seemed to still kind of lionise the fuck we who made the place. It went more with the kind of badge of honour. Yeah, than, he was than... a... The guy who made it was an absolute dickhead. He was a, yeah. he was a prick. Because I can't... It was like three or four people, wasn't it, that died? Yeah, four people died. Four people. Yeah. And the guy who made it, Gene Melville... He was just—he sounded like an asshole. Like mm. every time I spoke about him, he was always doing something dodgy yeah. to avoid paying bills and stuff. Well, he didn't was, he pay insurance to himself? Yeah, yeah, he faked an insurance faked company. An insurance company. Yeah, paid the, it to the, the the documentary seemed to kind of skirt around a lot of that, and seemed to not. To me, you don't go into. You do not have the families of the dead people. You go into it, mm. but you don't go there. And they went there, and I felt it kind of. The, 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 the documentary had two different halves, so they, they were totally different tones. <clears throat> so I didn't particularly think it was that great. Um, I did find it highly amusing, though, some of the early stuff. I shouldn't because people did die, but people flying, <laughs> they were testing rides by just getting staff, paying them 100 bucks, and they're just going, yeah, flying down like, there, well. and they'd all come out with bloody shit ripped off their the skin ripped off. And I mean, there was the one that, you know, Jared, the one that was basically like a, Direct drop, then had a, a loop to loop. Yeah, yeah. And the bottom bit where you were to come out into the water, it was about three metres long. Yeah. So you're coming out of there at an at absolute pace. cracking pace, <laughs> and you, there's nothing to stop that you. That was basically. if you got over the loop. <laughs> Isn't there issues that people didn't get over the loop? So the next person's come flying down, and someone's still <laughs> oh, stuck in there. I mean, Jesus Christ. Scary. Yeah. Scary stuff. But yeah, some of it I, I found amusing, but then I kind of I felt that they, they went the wrong way. Mm. And I felt for the families, you had to show a little bit of, you know... bit of empathy. Empathy um, for the families, but I don't think the documentary did that at all. I watched the first episode of a British TV show from uh, mid-2000s called Whitechapel, mm. and it's basically a current-day ripper murders. They start happening again, and yep. the, this new detective realises they're actually identical. Everything's identical including what he's wearing, where it was done, the fact that he did a similar attack beforehand to test it out, same number of stab wounds, all that kind of stuff. Really cool. Really mm. interesting. First season is only three episodes, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Mm. And I watched the first episode of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah, great. Which great was pretty stuff. good. I, ha- I haven't seen enough of it, and I think she did have a bit of an involvement in this. I always look at this shit with trepidation after watching Cecil Hotel and some of these others, yeah. is the problem that's become more prevalent is these web sleuths seem to think they somehow got involved, but they didn't. Like, Well, I think you've got it. I she, would hold back. She probably, she, yeah, she might have put this one on the she map. She has a big part in yeah. this, and also you have to look at it as her story, not, not as a thing. Cro- because it... it, it 
it ends up being that, you know, her this is part of her her story. Yeah. So this might be a more a much better take on this whole thing. Yeah. It's kind of true crime, but it's also in a in a sense that I haven't seen it in that it, it's it's more focused on her and gives her the, the spotlight and kind of what it like the impact it had on her and her life, and well, that's more probably what in there. what works better. Because mm. Cecil Hotel's problem was it was touching on the web sleuths and showing that most of them don't fucking know anything about anything. Yeah, but I you think know? she obviously the early going's a little bit different, but it develops to a point where I would say she's a bit more than the average web average web sleuth. Yeah. Well, that's good because that's something that I was a bit cagey about yeah. when I started watching it. Yeah, and that was it for me. Uh, it's been a bit lean for me. NBA finals are on, so that's been course, uh, yeah. pretty much all of my viewing. But uh, yeah, other than that, nothing. Nothing. Love on the spectrum. Nothing. Love to on it, the so. spectrum. I did watch that. The other <laughs> I will say about that, mm. and I find it interesting to see that the context of the way they treat each other. Yeah. They treat each other with far better fucking respect than the average, <laughs> you know, the rest of us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you don't see these people, that, you know, the blokes going, I'm looking for a girl with big tits and blonde hair and, <laughs> you know, they don't care about that shit. Yeah, that's and right. And it's partially because they know what it's like mm. to be... To be alone or... To be treated ostracised yeah, and treated right. poorly. Yeah, so that's right. that's the part that I like about it. And they, they want to treat everybody like, yeah. like their parents treat them. You yeah, know, it's I, nice. I think, and, and that's, it's really... Good thing to see. Yeah, there's a bit of humanity behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I do like it. Because, you know, some of the fucking scumbags currently out there. Yep. Uh, So nothing else. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty lean. Jared. So last time we spoke, I'd started the uh, Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. Batman Begins. Dark Knight? Yep. Finished up the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. So, yeah, it was good to go back to. Really Dark Knight's still your top? Dark Knight's still the best one for sure. I actually previously liked The Dark Knight Rises a bit better than Batman Begins, but mm. I think Batman Begins, all told, is probably a better movie. Mm. I still love a bit of Bane. One of the, one of the swings that Tom Hardy took that I actually like, mm. the, the voice of Bane. And, yeah, I do love the trilogy. absolutely love it. I think as a, as a Batman fan, it's, it's about as... It's probably the best that we've got yeah. for the whole, whole run. Mm. I jumped onto, uh, and I believe this will be on binge, Adam, as well. Really? Um, I won't have Paradise. time, mate. I'll be watching yeah, people, people pop push people shit out of fucking people's backs. I, um... I haven't got time for that. <laughs> sparked by a article on The Ringer about the the legacy of Paradise Lost. Oh, yes. I watched the three movies, the Paradise Lost movies. Cause Pretty I, creepy I was always, stuff, that. Yeah, I was always very aware of it. I remember when it first hit and I had Foxtel at the time. And they, they used to play the ad. And I remember the, the part about Damien Eccles talking about the boogeyman and all that sort of stuff. So I was always aware of it, but I'd never, I'd never sat down and watched it. So I watched all three of them. The first one, I mean, fuck, from the get-go, there's some really haunting shit. Don't they show the crime scene? They show the bodies. Oh, show the man. Bodies. And I wasn't prepared for that. I yeah, like, I, I will struggle. I will watch that, but yeah. I will struggle with that. Yeah, it was fucking heartbreaking, to be honest. But... The doco altogether is fantastic because I don't think they ever intended, um, and reading a little bit about the article, they didn't intend to go there exposing a criminal system that wasn't working. Mm. They went there on the satanic panic part of it, I believe. Mm. 
So they just happened to get the access to everybody, and as it went along, it just became apparent. This is not, this kid's not got railroaded. Well, yeah. I mean, you literally you look at the court case, and you're just like, "There's not enough here. There's less here than there was for making a murderer." Yeah. And some of these other cases, there's no DNA. There's there's nothing. There's a there's a knife that could be related, but turns out it wasn't. And the fact that they really did get fucking strung up because they lived in a in a, a highly very conservative highly area, area, highly religious area, that these kids were the ones that listened to Metallica and this Damien Eccles had you know done it like had an interest in like witchcraft. Yeah, but like the that. thing for me is, and again, maybe I shouldn't ask this because it's, you know it's probably self-explanatory. But the bottom line is, is there not one person going, look? There is nothing here. We have nothing. Like, but the thing is, the cops no, know they've got nothing. They get into the, the press bloody... conference and say, "How strong's the case?" One oh, to ten. super it's strong. Eleven. Yeah. He said it's eleven. So you got no DNA. You got no physical. No physical evidence. You got no witnesses. You've got no. Well, Jesse Miss Kelly was the witness. His confession. I mean, and this is where I say there's less than making a murderer. His confession. He was in there for twelve hours. There's forty-five minutes of tape. And he is he is mentally retarded. And so, he, on the tape, after twelve hours, there's parts where he goes, "Yeah, we got him about noon." And the guy on the tape says, "When was it?" Because they'd have been at school. Oh, it wasn't at night time. Yeah, yeah, it was night time. All right, so he's been led. So you can hear the leading on the forty-five minutes, and you think that motherfucker's been in there for twelve hours, being told. This you'll go you home. Yeah. You help us and you'll go go home. I bet that's what he was told. Just like Brandon Dassey was fucking led to believe that you help us and you're... See, it's always, always, in a lot of these cases, it's always people who don't have the finances or the knowledge to hire an attorney. So yes. The first right. thing that come out of anyone's mouth should be, I want to see an attorney. Mm. Yeah. But again, this stuff wasn't really known. I mean, this was one of the early of its type. Even yeah. something like... um. The Thin Blue Line was retrospective. It was recreating things in, yeah. in in flashback and whatever. This was sitting in the courtroom and seeing it all, and you, you're watching it, and you're just kind of going, they're getting fucking railroaded. Even though you didn't see all of it, you know, looking back at what they had, and they got released because eventually people knew that we've got nothing. But they had to take an Alfred plea, you know, Yeah, yeah. Which means that they don't admit that they, they, they admit, have to admit guilt. They admit guilt while saying we're innocent. Yeah, that's ridiculous to start because it saves the it saves the means they can't sue from, or yeah, something. They can't sue them, whatever. Essentially, I think it came down to Damien Eccles' health. I think um, Jason was it Jason Baldwin? Mm. I can't remember if that's his name. I think that's that's his name. But he by the by watching the third one, it only mentions it briefly in there. But I believe he wanted to stay in and continue and say no. no, no we get released on the merits of the case because they're not there. So he wanted to stay and fight, but Damien Eccles essentially just said his health was declining. He had fucking arthritis and shit and said, I can't stay another day. So will you take the Orford plea? And they did. Mm. I guess those things, you know, whether the the investigation was obviously shit. Nobody really looked into anything else, by the by, so it would seem. Whether or not. They did it. It's hard to tell, but I think on the balance of probabilities, they didn't. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, you you can't really because there's nothing there. There's no. There's really nothing there. So it's hard to say who did it. But there is more evidence tying 
um, family members of the kids to the crime scene than there is the guys that went to prison for fucking 15 years. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's a bad. scary one. It is. Other than that, I can't remember whether I mentioned it, but I had a look at the first episode of Young Rock. I think I did mention it. Yeah. I was going to jump on the next one. So, um, look. First episode's okay. It's a bit of a laugh, but it feels like, I don't know, you hear him tell some of these stories and it feels like it's going to be front-loaded. feels like all this stuff is going to be, we're going to be getting all these funny stories early and gradually as it goes, I just feel like the show's just going to taper off. If it's going to try to stick to true life stuff yeah. that supposedly happened to him, it's just going to taper off in humour and whatnot. And early on, it was still only a fairly decent show, not, not a right, not so a nothing special. I believe it's been renewed for a season two, um, but, you know. Going to have to go head to head with Walker oh, season two. I haven't watched an episode of Walker for weeks. <laughs> no, I haven't either. What's going on? Do you miss it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you miss no, it? I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you guys have never talked. I to have you not. To I have not. Show more. I have not missed yeah. it for one second. <laughs> but once you, once you, uh, you know, once you finish up on Doctor Pimple Popper, and you're thinking, what, what do I have next? And then you just happen to see Walker, Walker just hanging there with four or five episodes in the bank. I'll you be, will be yeah, straight back. I'll be straight back in. All right. Well. That is everything. So here's the trailer. We'll take a break. Here's the trailer for Psycho Goreman. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Planet will be torn to pieces, and I will Mimi, treat your every screams as I rip. Is this yours? Um, Speak? Oh my god. The gem of Paraxonite. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there. Uh, and wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye! Mom, Dad. I watched him with Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. I will bathe in your blood. Don't worry. Be worried. He's gonna kill everybody, not unless I tell him to. What did you three maniacs get up to? Um, this is getting a little weird. This sick game must come to an end. She will enslave the galaxy into endless servitude. Kill him! Cool. He will not stop killing The ultimate evil has awoken. There's a new god in town. And his name? Psycho Gorman. Be nicer if you were dead. All right, bye. Psycho Goreman from 2020, written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, who wrote and directed Father's Day. Jared, mm. would you like to comment on no, that? No, no, we'll leave, we'll leave it there. there. <laughs> produced by uh, Steve Kostansky, Shannon Hammer, who produced Broken Mile, and Stuart F. Andrews. It stars Matthew Nineveh as Psycho Goreman, Nita. Jose Hanna as Mimi and Owen Meir as Luke. It was $1.5 million Canadian budget. Mm. I don't know what that is. And the box office (laughs) 
is was ninety five thousand worldwide. Oh, really? Just yeah. not 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 an economist in your spare time. No, no, I don't know the conversion <laughs> rates for that. Not much, I would have thought. <laughs> That's what. I, I, from an economist perspective, I believe the professional term is not much. <laughs> and the zombie cop in the film is actually a reference to Kostansky's two thousand and twelve short film Biocop. There you go. I give laugh at the zombie cop. <laughs> All right, straight into it. What do we got here? What what were our thoughts, Maddie? Look, I I really like this this movie. There's uh there is touches of Power Rangers in there. There's uh it's it's a comedy essentially, which um which I found really appealing. It's the same joke over and over, but it's a good joke, and yeah. they they do it. They do it in a really, really good way. The ending, it gets a little bit lost. I don't know what the the real message of it is. But, um, <laughs> I, but I, I had so much fun with this, so yeah. I, I gave it a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also gave it a four. <laughs> Incredibly weird, yeah. but highly amusing and great fun. Yeah. I had a great time with it. When we talk about weird, I was saying this to Jared when we first, I first came over, people talk about Mandy, that yeah, fucking shit show that Cage was in, was Cage. and they're going, "Oh, it's weird, but it's it's psychedelic and all that." Mm. That didn't tickle me at all. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> this is the kind of thing. It's weirder than weird, yeah. but I was just enthralled for the entire time yeah. and having a great time with it. Yeah, there's plenty of laughs. Look, there's a couple of little things. Mimi can be a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes, <laughs> and I don't know. I kept. Seeing Power Rangers and getting taken out every time I saw See, those I that. ridiculous I was costumes. Weird giant but brains. Overall, oh, mate, I was loving it. Yeah. Four out of five, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Jared? Yeah, I went to uh, three and a half. Three and a half. So Snake again, Eyes. Snake Eyes again. I think it's <laughs> it's a uh, super premise. Like, it's really, really just, just a simple idea that's based on a bit of a, you know, as soon as you hear it, you think this is going to be funny. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, it is. I, like Maddie, I think the Power Rangers stuff was one of the strongest parts of it because I think <laughs> the aesthetic of that is probably the best part about it. Like, the the, the costumes are all kind of, you know, rubbery. rubbery and all that sort of thing. And the designs of the characters, for the most part, are really good and fit that kind of mould. I love um, the... Um the bucket full of human <laughs> 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 just spews blood out on him. <laughs> and it's funny because when you see that guy and you see him kind of rocking back and forth, you're like, that's exactly what they used to do. <laughs> Those stupid kind of, you know, the, the super sentai. So I was picturing that guy wearing the crown and just not quite fitting. Yeah. <laughs> but God. it's, um, yeah, I think that's great. I think it's uh, it's... Adding a little bit of my pet monster sort of angle of her mm. sort of controlling him again is very funny. I guess the downfall is when I watch it, I just think it could have been so much more. Even even though I feel like it, it kind of nailed parts of it, mm. there's parts where I look at it and go, it could have been even more, and it could have, could have you know been a little bit funnier and a little bit yeah. of this and that. And I feel like the aesthetic was the focus, so the story gets left a little bit. And when you look at it, there's not a whole lot that goes on. Yeah. So no. I think, yeah, a little bit stronger on that front. But, but again, the, the humour and the aesthetics are, are strong enough for me that I really dig the film and I definitely – it's one of those ones where I love it and I look back on it and think this is an absolute – you know, it's something that I'll go back to again and again. But I look at something like Turbo Kid and think it kind of realised the thing a little bit more. Yeah. 
So yeah, three and a half. Snake eyes. Snake eyes, baby. <laughs> you haven't been on a snake eyes streak recently. Alright, straight out of the gate. I actually think the Psycho Goreman suit is quite impressive. Mm. Yeah, it's like, cool. From an F- FX perspective. And most of the gory moments yeah. are well handled. Yeah. Mm. Well um Kostansky is I think he's visual effects fairly style. heavily involved in the visual effects. He's worked on other stuff as visual effects. I think he worked on things like it and Oh, really? Um, no houses. But on the Astron 6 side of things, that's the little crew that did these things like Father's Day and the editor, which, again, is pretty funny. Like, he's... They're like a crew of them that do a little bit of everything together. Yeah. But, yeah, I think his effects background really shines well, for in this a, one. One and a half million, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Canadian. The, so that's $100. And I feel... <laughs> 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 we just went down to the funny shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, yeah. Of, couple of outfits. Yeah, that's right. But I think the the... This is where the Power Rangers angle really works, is that he's able to go a bit further because you get what he's going for, and so when you see a guy who's supposed to be metal but it's clearly a rubber suit, you're like, well, that's what it's supposed to look like because that's what it always used to look like. You can't go along with it. You don't sort of question it too much. No, not at all. I love the fact that the loser of Crazy Ball gets buried alive and then we cut to the fucking boy digging his own grave after Man, his that loss. is a pit. That thing is a deep She's like, deep get digging. <laughs> I want to go to bed or something like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then they're knocking. Yeah, they knock on the door, the, the wall yeah. in Morse code. Yeah. And he knocks. You, know, you think it was Grandma? And the response is, I told you, Grandma's in hell. <laughs> yeah, gold. Good stuff. Good call back at the end there, too. <laughs> oh, dear. I think that Mimi is probably the worst person in the world yeah. to be entrusted with the, yeah. the, with the Psycho Gorman as a, as a tool of... Yes. <laughs> She's yeah. like, let's show him off. Let's take him down the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's funny how it's kind of like the anti... You know, there's a, there's a little bit of kind of the, the Steven Spielberg, Amblin kind of family thing yeah, in here. Yeah. She's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the anti ambulance kind of character that gets the control of it, which is kind of cool. I and like when that. they resurrect, they, they bring him out for the first time. Mm. He's there going, "I will scorch the earth." And all this kind of crap in front of her, and she just goes, "Shut up, shut up, and go sit over there." Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> wanders off, and then they're trying to name him. Yeah, yeah. And they're tossing around all these names. In the background, he's running on the spot. <laughs> she, she's told him to just run on the spot. Oh, I just thought that shit was piss funny. She was funny, man. But, uh, she doesn't trust cops. <laughs> Real American. He goes, she does, a, she does a Warriors reference. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, can you dig it she a couple of times? Um, I like that it delivers on the on the gore promise. Like, I mean, Ripping nine, those two homeless guys' heads off. Yeah, nine minutes in, we're getting heads ripped off. It's like, like okay, we, well, you know, you, you promised and you, you delivered. Promised, you delivered. <laughs> that was funny, man. They're sitting there drinking out of a bronze goblet. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I like the. I also liked, you know, he's fucking saying, "What did you? What is this shit?" And throwing a VCR on the ground, but then he picks up the frame. And he goes, "Why did you even pick this?" Yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, the frame, frame is nice. <laughs> it was dark. It was a nice frame anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I also the bit where they meet Alistair for the first time. Yeah, she goes, "Hey, Alistair." 
You're a hunky-looking piece. <laughs> you do, do a bit of a spin for us, will you? I'm just like, holy shit. She's only about 10. <laughs> yeah. One of my favourite parts, and I think, like, it's a pretty shallow gag, but then, again, I think it comes back to those those 80s kind of Spielberg movies and whatever, how the mother always seems so important. Yeah. I love the fact that we had the dad there, but he's a fucking dill. He's yeah, just yeah. an absolute dildo the whole movie. Yeah, correct. He's got some of the funniest lines in the whole movie. Like, <laughs> as you said, Matty, the start of it where he's telling it, you know, he comes out and he kind of, you know, sees the hole and he's like, First thing I want to say is really well done on the whole. <laughs> Second thing is completely unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to have to fill this in. <laughs> yeah, but through the whole thing, he's just like he just dribbles nonsense, but some of it is funny. Like yeah. the first instance that I caught was when they're talking about what made those scratches. And he goes, Well, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say it's some wino on the way home from a bender last night. He thought he could evil, could evil his way over and, you know, fell in the hole. And someone goes, It could have been raccoons. And he goes, Well, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like this character. This is my sort of character. But we get a few, again, there's the, the nothing scene about the dinner. And he's there going, oh, that's my famous chicken recipe. And the guy goes, the, the, his son goes, it's a little bit tough. And he goes, the microwave will do that, but it uh, sure brings out that flavour. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that shit. I don't know why. Every time he was talking, I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing at him. Oh, shit. The sequence where we finally get to see, I, what were they called? The... Yeah, the sort of brain trust, yeah. yeah. brain trust, where there's a guy with a skull with some flesh on it with, with a glass cap <laughs> <laughs> over the top of it, and then when, when they start, they do a bit of giggling about um, Pandora, <laughs> and she she squeezes that um, human into a cube yeah. and crushes it, and it, it, it flashes over to the skull. God, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like a lip in. <laughs> like, this is gold. They all look pretty funny, huh? And yeah. they're constantly kind of watching things and, go, and you know, making, having gags about, don't oh. hog all the bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good shit. There's that one character that's kind of speaking like that, you know, he's, yeah. he's got that tone about him that sort of fits again with some of those characters, and he's kind of, yeah, he's like, hmm, you know, stop hugging all of this for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he's the one, he also, at one point, he covers the guy in the glass case's eyes, <laughs> yeah. he just puts his hand over the glass. <laughs> <laughs> And I think he's also the guy at the end that starts going, oh, who's going to kill themselves first? <laughs> yeah. Again, pretty oh, good stuff there. God. <laughs> and then, of course, turning Alistair into a giant brain. Oh, <laughs> you beautiful blob. <laughs> and just to see it shuffling away when he says, I better go home. <laughs> and he fucking shuffles away. <laughs> I also I think you missed uh, Alistair's best moment or the best moment he was involved in when he goes to the PG he's like nice meeting you and he goes it'd be nicer if you were dead constant that constant oh, bickering from God. old PG is hilarious yeah. Yeah. you'll it's suffer good. an eternity for this yeah. 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 and this isn't all the time there's a couple of moments where he just, they kind of um, you know they kind of 
that superiority in the way that he's kind of looking down on everyone. They kind of let it slip and they, they just go for the obvious gag, like, you know, when she says, what took you so long? And he's kind of there going, yeah, time is a construct of the useless humans or whatever. And then he goes, also, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, they balance it pretty well, but I think, yeah. The, the, they constantly his, his, constantly, disdain, yeah. his constant disdain for these yeah, yeah. children. It's very good descriptions, yeah. I'll never accept such a title. The bit at the end when she's like, you got to promise not to kill her. He's like, ah, I will not kill you and your family of idiots. (laughs) (laughs) The best bit is where Mavie's telling him, telling the family, the mum and dad, look, he's fine. He's just a big... He's a big teddy bear. He's not going to hurt you. And he's in the background going, I will bathe in your blood. <laughs> but he just yeah. does it to everyone too. These guys have come back to him in the afterlife. You'll be crowned king of the fools. <laughs> he just destroys them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So funny. Oh yeah, I think they played that part pretty well. Yeah. Ugh. And like the montage where they find that, that bit as well. I put my trust in the worst in the galaxy, the worst the galaxy has to offer. And you, this is how you choose to repay me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Oh, yeah. The, the montage when he's out shopping for fucking hats and shit, and he's playing that they're playing in the band. Of course, the braid is there. Fucking. And then it cuts to them out in the shops trying on clothes and the brains trying on all these different hats. (laughs) What's going on here? Oh, dear. I actually, uh, I dig the fight with the crew that that turned on him. I think that was, again, they nailed the the, the Power Rangers, the aesthetic of those characters, the way they all kind of stand there in a line and kind of, you know, (laughs) pull these poses at him and shit like that. And then... You know, the fight is funny. Like, yeah, yeah. as you said, that fucking silly thing that's just spilling blood on him and then ends up, you know, when he punches through the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> punches through the glass and it all starts spilling out. My favourite, without question, was the fucking head. The head... Yeah, it's rolling down the road later. Ah, yeah. uh, the Wishmaster has survived to find another day and then run over by a truck. That was uh, absolute gold. So, yeah, I, I thought that little section was pretty cool. But that fight, too... Well, that's when we first see him eating. I'll give you a warrior. Oh, that's so <laughs> he just eats him and then yaks blood everywhere. Else. Oh man, this is great. Yeah, that is something you cannot unsee. <laughs> and then the, the, my this, next you'll one. carry this with you for, for eternity. It's, it's going off. So, I loved it. And then the father's reaction when he says, "What does he say? You will. You guys will." Continue in endless servitude. And he goes, endless servitude? That sounds like me and Mary to you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it always yeah. takes a chance to have a jab at his wife. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That relationship was so weird, but I yeah. like how it was just like so, they were so disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. But of course, by the end, it's all kind of, Oh, you know, we love each other. Oh, all that. Except he was just he's, he's taking the piss. He's like, grabbed her after she's. Transformed back into his wife, and he's like, "My arm really hurts. We need to get to yeah, the hospital." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the high five, straight back. Yeah, into the high five was pretty funny. The high five was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> I liked the I liked the transitions between can we trust him? Can't we trust him? Yes. And then, uh, and then they trust him, and he goes off and just destroys everything. You're like, <laughs> yeah. hopefully he's found love and nah. and respect, but he's just like, I won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> just kills everyone else. Oh, I did like it. the fact the final battle comes down to the crazy ball game, and then she explains it, and Pandora's like, what's the whole thing about 
switcheroo or whatever. <laughs> and then she later on, I don't know, she's like, this game is pure nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Oh, good man. stuff. I mean, you could see, obviously, that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. still, it was piss funny because, obviously, everyone was taking sides and there was the whole thing about she was upset with her brother and, you know, yeah. mum and dad were upset and, obviously, yeah. PG and the Pandora were upset to, with each other. So it was nicely set up to be that way. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just thought it was really highly amusing when she's just um, she's just constantly confused by the rules. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you like the cop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I love cop the cop. Scene. I don't know why, but because he, he just sort of wanders around going, <laughs> firing guns <laughs> randomly and mumbling shit because his face is all melted. Mm. But I still found that shit highly amusing. <laughs> he ends up getting, doesn't PG just kill him? He gets, he yeah, gets says, hey, he joins you. Yeah, he joins he in with that over. fucking group. And yeah. He's like, yeah, PG is like uh, admiring his work and then Luke knocks him over. Oh, yes. That was and the... his head explodes. He's like, thank you. And then he just falls apart. Yeah. My last one was uh, Alistair coming down. For, for dinner. Alistair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dinner's ready. And he fucking waddles down this giant brain, sits there, and nobody bats an eyelid. That's a bit sad uh, he didn't get changed back, poor fella. Yeah, well, I thought he was going to. Straight after that was the uh, the Turtle Powers homage oh, at the end. God, it's great. Which, it was so good. It was essentially the same song, just with Psycho Gorman lyrics. <laughs> like, as a, as a kid who loved that Turtles movie, that... that uh, Struck right at the heart of me. I remember finding. I remember finding the soundtrack to that somewhere for five bucks back in the day, and I was like, "This is the fucking luckiest day of my life." <laughs> I found the soundtrack for five bucks. Turtle Power spinning it nonstop. Oh, like, man. yeah, that was awesome. Partners in crime. Good yeah. Partners in crime. I wonder what happened to them. <laughs> that movie. I think that's all those those um, turtles movies are on Disney. Plus. I started. I started watching the first one with my kid, and he's lost interest. Which is a bit. Oh, sad. I believe it's not quite as good on it. second viewing. Is that correct? Uh, the original. The original ones. The original ones. Okay. The, the next ones are. Yeah. I started watching off. the third one, and that was a Six back in time. Yeah, it's like Samurai's time. Yeah. That was painful. The original one still holds up fairly well. I think the kind of darker take they put on Shredder, and that still mm. works out pretty well. What about the new remake version? Uh, I haven't seen uh, it. Well, what about the sequel? The sequel, I actually thought the sequel was a bit better because it was just the more ooze. like no, no. The, the, the sequels are the the Michael Bay produced ones. The sequel was a bit better because it had a bit of Bebop and Rocksteady and was just a bit more silly, like you kind of expected. Yeah, first one wasn't so great. No, no. The first one has all of the nostalgia of uh, collecting cards and stuff around. Yeah, it, yeah. So. You want to get on turtle stuff? You get on the the two thousand and three. I think, no, oh, 2012, sorry, show. series. Awesome. Well, it's actually cool. really well written, brings back stuff from the old series, Brings goes right back to the comics, characters mm. that were from the comics. Yeah. Also, strangely, has fucking shitload of nods to horror movies. Huh. Yeah. Lots and lots. There's like a Jason thing. There's an episode where there's like aliens. There's an episode where there's these fucking beavers that invade dreams that are voiced by Fred, uh, Robert England. Hmm. There's one where there's essentially Leatherface in the cat. Like, it's fucking bananas. Yeah. The, the, show, the, the song from Halloween 3 pops up. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Wasn't there an animated movie as well? Yeah. But it was not much good either? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. But no. Not great. Went off a tangent there. Okay. A- any other likes on Psycho Gorman? Um... I think just, to, we haven't really mentioned it, but just the premise in general is yeah. a fucking super idea. Yeah. Really good idea. 
one of those things. I, I liken it to things like Happy Death Day, where we get a familiar setup that just hasn't been brought into this horror-y kind of realm. realm. Yeah. So having that idea to bring it bring it in and do it that way is is just yeah, excellent. it worked out a treat mm. like that. Um, what did you think of the dream sequence where Psycho Gorman jumps in? Oh yeah, is that? That Luke's having his dream and he's yeah. like, this is oh, the only yeah, way I could right, get right, you yeah. alone. Yeah, that's right. Now we've got to wait until you... Uh, <laughs> wait and get out of this. Come there. out of it. He's just standing over him. And- the dad on the toilet getting scared by Slacko Gorman's little yeah. light turning yeah, into his giant head yelling cool. at him. Also cool. like where he's kind of like sitting in the bath like after it's all happened, he's going, ah, 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 and then he's like, I don't know where that is. And he comes back and comes back like- in telling him, yeah. Oh, that was rather amusing. Anything else? Ah, it's pretty good. That's that's most of the movie, right? I think that was it. <laughs> Dislikes. I think you had Mimi was good, mm. but a, t- a couple of times where she was annoying and yeah. she went too far over, over the, the top. top. Yeah. And the character, you know, thankfully they pull her back yeah. at the right time because it could have gone too far. Mm. And look, you pick your poison on this. Your enjoyment of the film would base itself a fair bit around whether you could stand her. You yeah, know, like if you couldn't stand that type of precocious, yeah, really over the top as she was, you're yeah. not going to enjoy this. And I think the choice of it falling into the hands of a kid like that was the right one. Yes, but as you said, there's points where it's like it's got to be balanced, right? Yeah, and it lost that balance on a few occasions. Mm. We don't um, know why she's so precocious. A lot of the times with that sort of a character, there's a reason behind it or whatever. Yeah. And I wasn't so hung up on that. Mm. Like it doesn't bother me greatly that we didn't know why she was like that. Yeah. But you had to balance it. Yeah, and I, I don't think they did. Mm. They actually had some where she just tips over into burn an absolute pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah. And extremely difficult to sort of deal with or watch. So that was that was one of my main things. Mm. The other big one for me is the switch of her telling her brother that she cared about him. That just didn't fit yeah. for me. I mean, you, you, see, yeah, you see it coming, but she was such a such a pain, pain that I was expecting her to basically tell her to stop being a pussy. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And it's and it's, she's pretty much taken on the role of the tough dad that can't tell his kids that he loves them. Yeah, but they've just embodied her in, in like a ten year old girl. Yeah, you know? it's a, and I, I thought that I didn't think it was that bad. I like the I'm sorry. She eventually yeah, that says bit there, but the, that the whole singing and that, mm. which just didn't. It didn't fit in with it what was It just didn't happening. fit yeah. in with what was going on. No, and it feels like, I don't know, it, maybe this is, a, this is kind of tied in, but one of, one of my dislikes was that it felt like in going for the focus on that aesthetics and focusing on that funny premise and whatever, that perhaps the story was, mm. I wouldn't say an afterthought, but they're spoofing those kind of family values that were in some of these movies and the learning a lesson that, you know, there's oh, always man. a lesson at that- the end and things like that. And it just doesn't really, it doesn't happen here. And you feel like there's a reason it doesn't happen. But then, like you said, they have that switch anyway, mm. that the little family unit loves each other. But there's, it's just kind of, especially with that one, it's like, man, where did it come from? Like, there's not a lot of yeah, pain. Yeah, there's yeah. not a, it doesn't earn it. Like you yeah. said, it would have, it would have made more sense for her to go fucking. Get up your points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the family I- dynamic in general was a semi dislike for me. Like the the dad was so weird, and the whole conversation of once there was this guy who had a van and he wanted to show me some baseball cards. Yeah. Like, you're like, it's just some weird stuff yeah. going on. Uh, I had that- to. 
I didn't I'm glad I ran into that weirdo. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, that like was that. fucking. Yeah, that was. No, that, so it was a bit off land. color. It was a bit no. off color, and then the just in general, the the father and the mother's relationship was a bit uncomfortable. Like it didn't, it didn't really fit in with them being a family unit, and mm. and them like having love, being able to teach the the guy who is loveless how to how to be yeah, affectionate. Yeah. It didn't fit in yeah. with that. That manipulation of the And I think it comes back norm. to what you you were saying, Jared, is that the idea was central but the plot mechanics are kind of really a bit sort of on the side. Yeah. We don't really get a lot of as you say, not much really happened. Yeah. Across the entire film. Mm. I feel like, you know, something like the montage is an example of how it goes half baked on a on a few of those things. I like the montage. But it just came out of nowhere. Like, there was no lead-up to go on to that montage, and then yep. it was, let's go shopping for clothes. And it's yeah. like, well, where did that come from? So I get the, I get a bit of a laugh out of the montage and things like that, but I'm just like, eh? Like, it, it just didn't come from anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like if you had a bit more of that, that some of those moments and the payoffs would have been even funnier. Mm. Agreed. So I, I felt that was a bit of an issue. I also, you know, we had a few laughs at the brain. I thought that was the worst effect in the whole movie. It was. <laughs> it didn't look good at all. And everything else, I thought, even being on the cheaper side, looked really good. Uh, but the brain just looked like... It looked like paper mache. Yeah, I think it was. Wide-eyed Krang. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it reminded me of Krang out of Turtles. Especially given that they had the bloke in the jar that looked very... <laughs> Maybe he would have been the better option to... He was, was great. The other thing, my very last one is, and I couldn't help but, you know, I've watched it a couple of times now and I've kind of landed on this is where I feel like I go back and think about it and I think what could have been Mm. makes me wonder, like, could it have been two movies? Like, could they have just gone all the way, could have gone all in on the Power Rangers stuff and then all in on the My Pet Monster stuff as two different angles because it felt like it took those two ideas Melded them together. and put them together and at some points it was for the detriment yeah, because maybe. I feel like I look at it and I think if I had a movie in this vein of the five kids turning into a Power Rangers type force, then as the movie goes on, you know, the bad guy's really fucking, you know, there's lots of gore and shit like that. And as the movie goes on, you find, like, your Pandora-type character who has been leading this Power Rangers force is actually the bad guy and mm. the good guys. Like, that would have worked. Yeah. But then also, if you had, like, the My Pet Monster setup where Psycho Goreman was just being led around by the kid, that also works as a movie itself. Yeah. I yeah. feel like maybe they could have... could have Maybe the, the, there was too many ideas. They could have juggled things better. Because yeah, yeah. the more I watch it, the more I think, damn, I wish the actual Power Rangers kind of... Ripoff was in it as well, mm, yeah. especially when they go have the little council and shit like that, because that stuff is funny, yeah. and I feel like they could have mined the other stuff for the humour as well. Yeah. But, again, that's just me looking back at it. Not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm just kind of like I probably enjoyed it to the point where I wanted it to be even better, better or wanted yeah. more yeah. of it, you know? And maybe it ties into what you were saying. I was thinking when the that scene in the diner, I was like, nobody's listening. Gorman's like, Coming up to these, coming up with this story about his past, and uh, and then he gets cut off by the girl. Uh, it would have been nice if Luke maybe tapped into that and 
he connected with Luke and they could have had some sort of a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a missed opportunity. That could have actually added something further to the Yeah, because it's just it just goes from is this love to from uh, I'm going to kill everybody to is this what love is? Yeah. And then he's apparently picked up some sort of concept because she's sung a song. Yeah. Like it couldn't have been somebody's actually sat and listened to him and... Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the dream, that was an opportunity for him to, to have a conversation or something. And it would have given Luke's character some arc. A little bit of depth. Because he didn't really do much. He was, just, he was just being picked on yeah. by Mimi, and that was it. Yeah, the arc yeah. was that they needed to sort of get back together. Needed to have somebody to take the, take the, the yeah, yeah. jewel back. Yeah, yeah. It was just, just, just felt a little bit, um, he felt superfluous. Yeah, like a lost opportunity, I felt. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. Uh, anything else? No, that was pretty much it. No. I think it was, uh, like you said, it went for just fun and not much more yeah. than that, and I think it, it, it landed Successfully on Successfully landed that, mm. I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Successfully. I want to know what the worms of Yarnus look like yeah. and what makes them good people. But... Yeah, that's correct. But I really enjoyed it. Hopefully this. there's a sequel in the works with yeah. regards to that. But that is Psycho Goreman. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Our Facebook page is Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic is thrillme.podomatic.com. And we're on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on your fa- our Facebook page for more details of our next film. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.